This is the Blue White Breakdown, the premier podcast for all things Penn State football. Talk about culture. It's something that should show up in every aspect of your program. It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. Here are your hosts, Dustin Hawkinsmith and Johnny McGonigal. Welcome in. It's Blue White Breakdown time, brought to you by Penn Live. Big week uh, here, Johnny McGonigal. I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith, Penn State, Michigan. Uh, Michigan, last I looked, a four and a half point favorite. Uh, Saturday noon uh, kickoff, big noon kickoff uh, on on Fox. A uh, huge game, obviously, and there's a lot going on. Uh, Johnny, first of all, you and I are recording a little less than 24 hours later than we usually do, and it's kind of beneficial in this situation as we sit here Friday morning because. There's not news yet, but there's potential for news on, on the on the sign stealing front. Uh, give us the latest on that as we know it now. Again, it's around 9:30 a.m. We're recording this, so it could change quickly. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh, talk of a suspension, and then I just want to get into what tangible impact does that possibly have, or even just the uncertainty of that have on the matchup against Penn State. Yeah, Dustin, like you said, we're recording this at at 9:23 a.m. So if something changes, you know, there, there might be something that breaks mid podcast and one of us is going to have to hop off and write a story about it. Um, but <laughs> you say you say one of us like it's not you. <laughs> it, it's, it's absolutely me. Uh, so let, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, now, yeah, yeah, as we sit here, I, I saw there was a report from ESPN's Heather Dinnett. She was on Get Up uh, this morning on ESPN. Uh, talking about the, the the timing of this, about a possible Jim Harbaugh suspension. The key being that Michigan is apparently leaving Ann Arbor at one o'clock uh, in in the early afternoon uh, to fly to State College to get to their hotel, get prepared for Saturday's game between a pair of top ten teams, a, a game that is going to be on national TV on Fox. And it's up in the air right now whether or not Jim Harbaugh will be on camera on the sidelines at Beaver Stadium uh, this weekend. There's talk of a possible three-game suspension, an indefinite suspension, a two-year suspension, uh, which at that point I think Jim Harbaugh might just pack up and go to the NFL. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what kind of comes down here in the next hour two hours three hours uh you know we're, we're gonna get this podcast out quick for for all the listeners but yeah the, you talk about an intangible or a tangible impact uh on a possible hardball suspension i guess the other option would be a hefty fine for michigan which i'm sure it would be happy to pay uh after after all of the sign stealing allegations and the scandal that's been uh kind of going along with it uh, I'm interested to hear, Dustin, what you think, what there could be in terms of an impact if Harbaugh is not on the sidelines. For me, if I'm Penn State, I kind of want Harbaugh on the sidelines because if he's not, you know, we saw earlier in the year when Harbaugh was suspended, you know, the players were throwing up the four, you know, his number at Michigan. They were wearing free Harbaugh shirts like they kind of just weirdly get motivated by this kind of thing and, and feed off of that and. So, I, honestly, I, I think it would be better off for Penn State if he was on the sideline, but I don't know if you disagree with that. I don't know, man. I mean, first of all, I just have questions about, like, is Harbaugh just going to get suspended every year? 
Uh, when's the last uh, Power Five coach been suspended multiple games for two different infractions in the same season? Um, is this just Jim Harbaugh's management style where it's so full throttle that even if he didn't tell Connor Stallions uh, to, to do all this stuff, like it just was Im- implied, like that's the that's the standard, that's the bar at Michigan. I, you know, I have a lot of questions. And, you know, in terms of the motivation factor, you know, I, I think – that works for a while, but at what point is the distraction too much? You know, like that, that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at. Is this like the final straw? Is this hanging in the balance stuff, you know, the day before a big game, even for the, a team like Michigan that is laser focused, that is a very disciplined team. You know, they are, you know, they, they have some very NFL like tendencies to them. They, they, they play like grown men, you know, and that's the hardball effect. You know, is there a point where it's too much? And I and I feel like maybe we're flirting with that point a little bit with with this suspension hanging hanging out there. Yeah, I, I totally get that, and y- you can certainly see that happening. Of, of course, it's not something on Saturday. Say Penn State takes a ten nothing lead, and and then it, it's not like you can just point to hey, they're you know they, they're they're getting caught up in this. Like, look at Blake Corum. He he just got asked all week about an LLC he did or did not know about with Connor Stallions. Like that's effect. That's why he just fumbled that. Uh, so it, it's hard to quantify something like that. Uh, but I wish, I wish those little thought bubbles popped up ab- above players heads to be like, if Jim was over there, I wouldn't have fumbled kind of thing. And uh, by the way, and and we, I didn't really plan on getting into this, but like, how about the, how about Michigan going flamethrower on the big 10? Like you better be careful, like what you're going to reveal by going down this road. Yeah, I saw that, and, and I guess you know I don't know the the names or the the qualifications of certain firms for lawyers, but apparently they hired they hired a good one. I'm sure Michigan would anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean you you have the president, you've got the AD, you've got you've got everyone you know standing for for Harbaugh here. And again, I mentioned him just leaving to the NFL. Like that's still a possibility. You know, you know, if they go and make the playoff or do whatever this year, it feels like it's a it's a year by year thing. You know, Penn State fans are used to the James Franklin to USC or wherever rumors. Well, Michigan fans have been used to the Harbaugh to the NFL deal for a while now. Um, so it, it's interesting, you know, that they are coming out this kind of guns blazing mentality and approach with it. I guess I get it. It's an undefeated team uh, and and getting to the college football playoff would be great for their bank account and great for their visibility, uh, regardless of what allegations or scandal kind of surrounds or shrouds uh, their season. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're going full bore. They're going full bore on the floor, Dustin. <laughs> And it just begs the question: If they're eight and five, eight and five the past two years, would be would they be going full bore right now? Probably not. It's easy to do when you got uh, a lot to lose with your football program. Let's get into the matchup itself. Um, and there's a few different things that play into it. First of all, you know, elephant in the room, I suppose. You and I are the only two people on the Penn Live staff and guests. Uh, we had two reporters from our sister site M Live uh, participate this week. You and I are the only two people who picked Penn State, and I think our rationale for it was. More or less the same. Like we we picked it in the preseason. You know, in your case, you went against it. In my case, uh, the Ohio State week, I initially went against it, and then I I flipped around and picked Ohio State, and that's how it ended up going down. So the thinking is okay. Sticking with the preseason pick, have we seen? Have we really seen enough to 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 flip what we picked in the preseason? 
Um, can we say with definitive certainty that Michigan is this flawless juggernaut that um, a lot of people seem to believe they are? And, and I think there are sim- some similarities between Michigan leading up to this game and Penn State leading up to Ohio State. Like you look at, let's look at the round game, for example, the, the bread and butter of Michigan. All right, Blake Corum's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. It's 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 a nice number. It's not really a Blake Corum number, though. I don't, I don't remember what he averaged last year, but I think it was like seven, right? Uh, Donovan Edwards averaging 3.1. So it's almost like Katron Allen and Nick Singleton going into that game. There are some some under the under the surface uh, concerns and things like that that Michigan want to see. Uh, what do you think about all, all that? You know how, how these teams match up and and why you picked them. Yeah, Dustin, it was funny when you when you said there, you know, have we seen enough to to flip a pick or or anything like that? I didn't know which team you were talking about. I didn't know if you were talking about Penn State or Michigan because But I mean, but I think uh, bo- both fact both factor into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Pre-season exactly. Yeah. Expectation versus where we are on both teams. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at is that for, from Penn State's standpoint, after the Ohio State loss, you wanted to see over the next two games them dominate and them turn the page rebound all the all the you know the, the words and phrases we like to use and write about we didn't see that against indiana that like absolutely not didn't see it until the very very end but we did see it against maryland and and going down there winning 51 to 15 but i remember talking to dave jones uh this was after player interviews uh we're walking up to the press box and he was telling me he's like you know this this result like how much does this really mean um you know to 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 play Michigan because Michigan is a totally different team and they're far more talented, uh, certainly than Maryland, certainly than Indiana. But at the same time too, Michigan hasn't played anyone. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been tested at all. You know, they, they still have Ohio state to finish up the regular season. Their non-conference was, you know, East Carolina and UNLV and they've played Purdue. And I mean, Rutgers is legitimately like the best team that they've played. They haven't even played in Iowa, which for all their offensive deficiencies, shout out Brian Ferentz. Uh, they're still a really good defensive teams. Yeah, I have to, I, you know, I have to. Dust. Are, are we going <laughs> to be sitting here on a blue white breakdown for like the 2027 season? Are you still going to shout out Brian Ferentz? I hope so. I, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, you, you look at Penn State's schedule. I mean, even, even West Virginia has been a better team. I mean, they're, they're a Hail Mary away from being a seven and two team. Uh, so Penn State has been, te- and, you know, and obviously Ohio State, right? So Penn State has been tested to a degree. Uh, and I think that the, the home crowd is going to really matter. I think Penn State's running game specifically with Katron Allen, the way he's been running the ball the last two weeks, is going to really matter. And I think from a defensive side of the ball, the talent that they have, you know, at, at every level really, JJ McCarthy has not faced something like that this year. Roman Wilson, who's been running behind defenses for fun this year, has not faced something like that this year. And so, you know, for for a Michigan offense that's just been bludgeoning and beating up on the Purdue's and and the you know the Nebraska's of the world so far this season they're going to face a tougher test and so I think it's going to be a one score game and I didn't have a clear conscience on who was going to win and so I just leaned on my preseason pick because I, like you mentioned you know before the year I picked Penn State to lose Ohio State to beat Michigan I went against that going into the Ohio State game and I got burned so I'm just going to lean on the preseason pick and. And uh, yeah, I, I think that they have the talent and the crowd and everything that goes into that to, to pull it out. They really do. It's just a matter of if they do. 
This is the Blue White Breakdown. There's just a couple little elements that that I think are are very very important in this game. First, it is Penn State's ability to show up against the run. Um, I made the point I think in the predictions piece. Like I feel like the whole, you know, the totality of the Michigan offense. They're a little bit less dynamic in the run game through nine games than they were last year. They were unbelievable last year. They've been just been pre- they've been pretty good on the run game front uh, this year. Can Penn State not? succumb to getting can they can they just not get run over uh on, on the ground can they can they hold up on both lines of scrimmage really uh, so that part of it you know I, I i i am optimistic about that part of it and then as you mentioned katron allen are you able to stay on schedule and that's that's a katron allen game you know i think if katron allen has 25 carries for 105 yards or 100 yards like that is a very very good outcome for for Penn State because it means they're in more favorable positions certainly than they were last year and then the last thing that's really important in my eyes is can you deliver a shot against Michigan early in this game can they be uncomfortable early can you get a three and out can you put it put a drive together something can you get a Daquan Hardy return you know something to to land a punch early because if you don't land a punch early against Michigan it starts to become a long 60 minutes real quick and i think that's exactly how it was last year it's a very important to one way or the other offense defense special teams do something big early in this game yeah i agree and especially from an offensive standpoint you mentioned punching Michigan in the mouth early. I do think that is really important, and I'm sure I'm sure Mike Yersich has been spending a lot of time on that opening drive you know, script, that script that, that you know, offensive coordinators put together for the first drive or two of the game to get in a rhythm and all that. Like, that's going to be really important. But I also think that as the Ohio State game went along and you saw Keandre Lambert-Smith attempt some passes and you just had weird stuff going on, Mike Yersich really lost the script, uh, you know, lost the plot at, at Ohio State and was just kind of going all over the place and totally off schedule. And I think as the game progresses, I think him sticking to Penn State's principles, which has been grinding out yards on the ground, you know, might not pop for 60, but if you, if it pops for six, uh, then you've got a manageable third down and living in that space because you don't want to live in third and long against this Michigan defense, regardless of who they faced this season, they have the talent to make you pay in in those scenarios and and Penn State saw firsthand what what happens when you do that against an elite defense at Ohio State going one for sixteen on third down average distance to go of seven and a half yards they cannot live in that territory and I think Katron Allen is going to be a really big part of that I think the tight ends you know Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren specifically who has come on really strong this season made a lot of tight window catches a lot of big catches you know on third and fourth down I think they're going to be have to be really involved, especially if you don't have Harrison Wallace out there, which I don't expect they will. Uh, after you know he had his arm in a sling against Indiana, didn't didn't play or travel against Maryland, uh, and so I think those aspects from an offensive standpoint are going to be really important. And then on the defensive stamp, you know, defensive side of the ball, yeah, obviously being being stout against the run is going to be really important. Um, but you know, keeping JJ in check is going to be equally important because he has been uber efficient this year uh he's been you know on point with all of his throws the ball's getting out of his hands very quickly and when he's not you know he's just buying time for guys that get open uh so i i think he's done a really good job this season but again he hasn't faced 
a defense that has an Abdul Carter or Curtis Jacobs, Chop Robinson if he plays, Adisa Isaac, those guys bearing down on him snap after snap after snap. And I, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how he handles that in a road environment because you know a couple of years ago when, when Michigan was here for the 2021 game, uh, that was Cade McNamara you know, uh, engineering that win. So I'm interested to see how J.J. does. Yeah, and I, and I really like J.J. And I think where he's a real factor is on like third and fives. When you're accurate and you can run, you know, I don't know, I don't know if we'll see a, a big gaudy number J.J. McCarthy game, but that's where I think he's the biggest threat is just doing whatever has got to be done, extending plays, running on those really key situations where Michigan's got to have something. So Penn State – you know, third down, I think, on both sides is important to to prevent J.J. McCarthy from freelancing and, and moving the chains at will and to make sure you can do it. And I think, you know, to me, the, a big number is second and ten. Because if you intend to beat Michigan, you got to take you got to take some shots somewhat down the field. I'm not talking about throwing 50 yard bombs on first and ten, but staying on schedule or remotely close to schedule does have to encapsulate taking those shots and being in the second and ten situation. Can you get five? Can Catron Allen get five on second and ten and put you in a decent third down situation? Um, so that that'll that'll be fun to watch too. And you know, Penn State, I think, has the big game experience and the revelations that occur because of that. You know, you come out of Ohio State and clearly the light bulb went off as far as like what they're asking Drew Aller to do has changed. Um I think the tight ends, the involvement there ha- has has grown. You've seen Dante Cephas in the last two games specifically. The Maryland game step into a bigger role and things seem to click. So I think Penn State is a different team now than they were going on the road against Ohio State. And I think the hope is that Michigan evol- comes out of this a better team, but a better team that has one loss on its resume. You know, Penn State is the big game experience for Michigan. Absolutely. No, I and and I you know, we already predicted that Penn State would win. That's a pretty big prediction. I have an even bigger, an even bigger prediction for you. Hit Austin. me with it. There's going to be a point scored in the third quarter. Okay. Have you has, has neither defense allowed one? Correct. So okay. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan so far has outscored its opponents 114 to nothing in the third quarter this season. Penn State has outscored its opponents 97 to nothing in the third quarter. Those are two pretty good margins. You're going to see at least a field goal in the third quarter. Look it. But but maybe not a lot more than a field goal. No, maybe not. I mean, I have this game. I, I don't know what your score prediction was, Dustin, but I had it Penn State. I, I believe I had it 20 to 16. Uh, so but well below the, the over-under, which last I checked was around 44 or 45. Okay. I, I went 24-20. I didn't know what the over-under was. I tried to take a more uh, a more concrete stand against the over-under than, than right on the number if, if I can. But I think I went 24-20. And that's where a lot of people um, are seeing Michigan winning it, 24-21, 23-20. That's where a lot of people are seeing it. And it's hard to, it's hard to pick otherwise. Um, is it fair to say, though, Johnny, and I've seen feedback from people through our Blue White Insider Text um, pro- program that uh, think – that Michigan's a more likely team to blow Penn State out than than vice versa. What do you think about that dynamic of it? Is it I think everybody's seeing a clash of two similar teams, but if one team's going to blow the other one out, is it Michigan over Penn State? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think without a doubt. I mean, I just don't see I don't see a scenario in which Penn State could win this game thirty-one to seven. 
But we saw, we saw at Ohio State, Penn State be down. You know, obviously they gave up the late touchdown. It was backbreaking. But there was, there was a lot of time in that second half <clears throat> that Penn State had the ball and they were only down a score, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like they were, it felt like they were never going to do anything on offense and they were kind of out of it. So I, I think if anything, if there's going to be a blowout, it would be in the case of Michigan coming in and saying, yeah, we, we didn't play anyone to this point, but we've been winning 52 to seven for a reason. You know, we were that good. And, and a lot of the, a lot of it too is a lot of those scores could have been way worse. Uh, you look at the, I remember watching some of the East Carolina game and uh, yeah, cause, cause I'm a sicko Dustin uh, and, and, <laughs> and being like, you know, Michigan, if, if they were keeping their starters in, you know, certain games like this season into the fourth quarter, even in the third quarter, they could have, they could have really put it on some of these teams. And I don't think that happens though. I really, I really see no scenario um, I, I shouldn't say no scenario because I just laid one out, but <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> no I, I other scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't see this. I, I don't see that happening. I, I don't. I don't see last year happening. Um, I, I think Penn State is better in the trenches this year, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think the linebackers, specifically Abdul Carter, is a year older, a year more experienced. Um, and those guys are going to be in their lanes more often than not and not whiffing and looking like they've never played linebacker before in within the confines of a defense going up against a ground and pound rush like that. Uh, and yeah, I, I think Penn State's defense overall is better. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that the offense is better, especially with you know, Nick Singleton hasn't been the same, uh, even Katron Allen to an extent, even though he's played better over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I think he's a, maybe a better runner, but hasn't had you know better production. Uh, I, I think Penn State is better positioned to keep this game close. I, I do think it's going to be a one possession game either way. And I, I I love the progression with with Drew Aller and his his downfield thinking, big play thinking has crept in now, and I think that that happened as a direct result to Ohio State. So we'll see what they've learned. We'll see if, they, if the wide receivers get any separation. That's a good defensive backfield as well. We didn't really get into that that much. There's a lot of questions about this game. Michigan is a deserving favorite. Uh, Johnny and I are both sticking with our preseason picks, though. Penn State winning this thing at home and really changing the whole dynamic of the 2023 season, making the game on in the Big Ten tiebreaker race where Penn State, I guess, has a, a slight advantage with the way that their Big Ten West opponents have, have done. So a win here would change everything. But how many how many times have we heard this and had James Franklin? He's 3-16, and 16, I guess, against top. 10 teams, I think, is, is the record. Uh, so they've got to flip that script. I think they're positioned to do it. We're prepared, Johnny, to be burned by that thinking if, if that's the way it goes down. So we'll see. Michigan, Penn State, uh, big noon kickoff on Fox. Johnny will be up there um, in Beaver Stadium reporting from there. Stay tuned. PennLive.com slash Penn State football. And as always, we'll be back here all next week to talk about that game and the next one up on the Blue White Breakdown. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. This has been the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live.